Welcome to AM. My name is Richard Conway, and this is the platform for age group multi-sport athletes to showcase their journeys. Welcome along to episode 33. Hope we find you well and everything's going to plan and that you're enjoying the summertime that's finally arrived. And thank you for taking your time out to give us a listen and give us some support. Much appreciated. On this episode, we feature age group athlete and chair of the world age group commission Nikki Dick um, and Nikki and I discuss her journey into age group competition and she shares some of her favourite memories having been competing over a decade in various aspects of multi-sport but also we delve into the world of age group commission um, that Nikki chairs and she sheds some light on what it is and how it's helping promote age group throughout the world um, so yeah that's towards the end of the interview but it's uh, it's a great insight into what what's going on uh, and I like I say I hadn't heard of it or realized that it was actually a thing so yeah so what's been going on um, last couple of weeks um, been steady I decided not to enter red car as still niggle on the knee uh, it wasn't right, and this week it all came to a to a head. I was on the track at the weekend and pulled a calf muscle, so that just told me that my decision was right. So I've now got ice packs on, and um, I need to go and get it sorted because it's all down the same leg. So I've been just swimming and doing a bit of biking since it's happened. At times it feels good, other times not so good. Tour de France finished last weekend, um, so that's a bit of a shame. I haven't got anything to watch until the Olympics start, which isn't too soon, which isn't too far away, so that's that's pretty cool. It starts and we're pretty much straight into um, the triathlons, so that's really good. The men's and the women's is in the first week, as and I think the um, the relays is as well. So looking really looking forward to that, and of course the cycling that's on in the Olympics as well. Um, so going back to the cycling, huge congratulations to today Pudjakar, who's at 22 years old, has won his second Tour de France. Just absolutely mind blowing for anybody who watches cycling. They'll know exactly what I mean. Um, and to Mark Cavendish, who's equaled the record number of wins at the Tour de France, um, which is an absolute phenomenal feat. Not only did he do that, he also got the green jersey. Um, there's been lots of age group racing going on in the country. Um, just this weekend, there's been the ETU Sprint Triathlon Qualifiers at uh, Mallory Park. And so congratulations to everyone there who took part and if you've qualified well done 
if you want to head over to age group news um, on Instagram they've got all the details of who um, got the top spots so have a look on their Instagram page it was also the English National Standard Triathlon Championship and the ITU qualifier um, at the Woodhorn Museum Triathlon up there in the northeast. And one of our previous guests on episode 6, Sarah Hardin, was competing and she came fourth in her age group of 25 to 29, so that means she'll have qualified um, to represent next year at the ITU World Championships. So congratulations, Sarah. And one of my teammates um, from my club, WBC, was also racing up there. And she had a fantastic race also. And she came sixth in her age group. So hopefully she'll be able to get a roll down place. And uh, she'll also be going to represent GB. I think it's over in Abu Dhabi next year. Um, and that's Karen Haynes. Well done, Karen. You've worked hard for that. Must get Karen on the show at some point and tell us her journey into multi-sport. Sure, it'll be a fascinating listen. So we'll we'll have to arrange that one. And British Triathlon have just announced the British Age Group Celebration Cup, which is going to be happening in September. It's going to be a one-off special event for qualified age group internationals, and it's looking like it's going to be the 12th of September at Mallory Park. So watch this space. And have a look on the uh, British Triathlon website. I'll get all the information from there. And finally, on a racing front, good luck if you're taking part in the Outlaw Tri at Nottingham this coming weekend. And um, we've got a few of our friends and club mates taking part in that one. They've done a lot of training, a lot of hard work's gone into it. And um, one of our friends, Tracy Wilkinson, she's been trying to complete this for the last three years. And due to cancellation and pandemics... Um, hopefully this will this will be the year that she's actually managed to complete it and I'm sure she's going to go up and smash it and also to uh, teammate Simon Sharp it's his first outlaw uh, full distance and again he's been putting a lot of hard work in and we're going to go over there and we'll watch them both at uh, the weekend so if you see me knocking about with my amp cap on give us a shout, give us a nod uh, if you want to come and have a chat might get on the podcast, who knows. So on with the main event. Um, like I say, we've got age grouper and chair of the world age group commission, Nicky Dick, coming up. We shall see you on the other side. Hello, hello. Hello, how are you? Oh, I'm good. Can you hear me properly? I can, yeah. Oh, it's all right. I'm outside because I need to get, I need to be on the data to do this. Ah, <laughs> uh, right. Okay. I'll let you settle down then. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I'm in the middle of work. It's cool. I'm oh, all right. Okay. Yeah. You're looking a bit flustered. I am a bit flustered, actually. But here's the view. Oh, well. Well, that's a fabulous view. Where that's about the my... are you uh, In the middle of the Peak District. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. So our nearest, our nearest neighbour is over a mile away. Wow. Wow. My son's camping there at the moment. Where is it? I bet he's on the Duke of Edinburgh, isn't he? He's not, no. I'm not that young. No? <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't remember where he is, actually. Is it, is it Eden? I don't know. I, Island? Not, Edale? Edale, yeah, that sounds about right. 
Oh, full of tourists up there. Yeah, are you tourists? Well, thank you so much for agreeing to come on, No problem. So I guess um, let's start from the beginning. What What did you do growing up as a child sporting-wise? Basketball, because I'm not even five foot two. <laughs> no volley- nor volleyball for the same reason. So, yeah, right through school, right through university, uh, British universities, hockey, that type of thing, um, Scotland and England trials, uh, that type of level at hockey. Um, and everything else at a reasonable level, but I could never fit in everything I wanted to do. Yeah, too many sports, not enough time. Yeah. Yeah. So, so triathlon never really existed when I was growing up. No, it just wasn't wasn't around. Yeah, and the only reason I would go for a run is to get fit to play sport. The idea of just going for a run was just hideous. Yeah, um, I remember going for a run once with a boyfriend of mine at the time who was playing uh, international hockey, and I actually, <laughs> I actually went around a corner and got a lift with a tractor because <laughs> I couldn't bear the idea of going for a run. I was, you know, I was brought up in villages and it was the only way out. Yeah. Swimming in rivers. We didn't have a swimming pool. We just used to swim in the rivers. So it, it was. I had a lovely childhood. <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous. Great to hear. Um, so, how did, so doing lots and lots of different sports and, and not really liking running, how on earth did that um, get you into triathlon then? Ah, because we were living in Rutland. We were married. I was married then. I still am. Same man. All lovely. Um, nice. How uh, many years? Over 25. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Coming up yeah. Coming up to 30. Um, oh, same. Same. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I was at um, our anniversary. Um, oh, let me get this right. October 30th. Ah, oh, so ours is next year. Because right. we got married, we got married just before my birthday. Um, so, uh, oh yeah, so we were living there, and um, there was a 10k running race in the town. Yeah. And my husband said he, he saw it, and he said, "You'd be rubbish at that," you know. Well, that was a silly thing to say to me, really, because I just then thought, "No, I'm going to prove you wrong." <laughs> so, without him knowing, I went out running, and. Uh, I took the locals' prize, and I thought, actually, that wasn't as bad as I thought it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was still running, because I was still playing a lot of hockey then. So it wasn't as bad as I thought. It wasn't like I was going from a couch to a 5K. Yeah, yeah. But you were running around a, yeah, I was, yeah, I was fit. But um, running for that length of time, non-stop on tarmac, was, is very different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that then led to a triathlon, because then he said, yeah, but that was just a running race. And there was a local try-on in Leicester. And um, I was in Lutworth. It was my old school, funnily enough. And or one of my old schools moved around quite a bit. And um, he said, I'm going to enter this. But you can enter it if you want. But, you know, just, you know, you're so hopeless at those sort of things because you're not coordinated. <laughs> <laughs> I was just wow. like, no, I'm, I'm not having this again. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you, proved yeah. Him, you proved him wrong once and he wants you to go and do it all over again. Or do you think yeah. you can get interested? Oh, I don't know. It was a bad mistake of his to say that. So yeah, I went and did that, and um, made lots of oh terrible, lots of terrible mistakes, like trying to put a, ju- a t-shirt on that then sticks to you. All the classic beginners' mistakes, you know. Mm. 
Um, and then I thought, actually, that was, that was a lot of fun. You know, I got a prize. thought that was actually quite a lot of fun. You know, there's so much I could yeah. do better at that. Yeah. 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 And was that so, so that's how it all started. It was a sprint, pool sprint, which is where everybody starts, isn't it? Yeah, that's right, yeah, yeah. 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 Cool, cool. So then how did that develop then after you'd done your first one? What, did you join a club or did every, did all the other sporting uh, events that you did sort of like fall by the wayside and you took up triathlon or what, what happened? Uh, in a way, yes, because uh, I was self-employed, you know, we're starting a family and actually trying to play hockey or trying to play a team sport and this is probably true for a lot of us our age trying to play a team sport is really hard when you're starting a family because you have to commit to you know maybe two nights a week and a weekend day and that's very hard when you are working for yourself and bringing up a family whereas if you went my thought process was if I do triathlons instead if I've got an hour's gap or a 45 minutes gap or a couple of hours gap anywhere in the day I can go and do something mm. and then you're not letting somebody down if you've missed too much training or you can't make a few matches because it's just you so your team isn't relying on you and then you letting them down and you can literally squeeze things in when you can yeah. so that that's kind of how it worked um didn't really join a club I'm a bit of a bandit really um <laughs> And where we lived, we're always miles from clubs, the same as where we live here. Uh, So kind of like most of it on my own. Mm -hmm. On my own, but maybe with friends who ran, friends who swam. And then the first open water one I did was at Bosworth. Bosworth Water, yeah. And I Mm. used to windsurf there. And a lot of that surrounding farmland is owned by our family. So I can remember... I can remember they had a letter from the organisers asking them not to take the cows down one of the roads at a certain time of day, which I thought was quite hilarious. Yeah. Um, and I used to windsurf there, so I knew the lake. And I went into an open water there, and it was a disaster. Absolute disaster. Because uh, I did the old, uh, you know, beginner's thing. When you get in, you think, I can swim in a pool, it's fine. And then it all goes horribly wrong, doesn't it, the first time? <laughs> yeah. Was it a panic, or was it what, what went wrong? I just, you know, the old, oh my gosh, I can't swim. Why can't I swim? Of course I can swim. This is ridiculous. But So you end up doing a bit of breaststroke, which is t- t- hopeless in a wetsuit. Can't swim breaststroke in a wetsuit. And uh, and then you have to go, no, get your head around it, calm down, and, and then you go again. Um, yeah. But but So having done that, I thought, no, that's not going to happen next time. So um, I just did some more open water practice and um, in lakes and rivers locally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and then That's it was all weird. all right so I, I when people go oh, i'm a brilliant swimmer in a pool i'll be fine i just say mm, just be warned yeah yeah I've just be warned but a number of guests are really really good swimmers really good swimmers been swimming since they were really small technically fantastic and then they admit as soon as they get into open water totally different ball game and like yeah. you've just just panicked and you know not really got acclimatized very well and uh Obviously, calm themselves back down, just as you've described, and it's it's all good, and they're away. Yeah. But that first time in a race situation is, like, totally alien, isn't it? Yeah, and I think it's probably worse for a really, really good swimmer, which I'm not. I think it's worse for, you know, a top swimmer, because they just then really doubt themselves, whereas I'm, you know, an average Joe. Yeah. 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 Y
Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. then just yeah, just start just picked up more races as I went along because I kept enjoying it. Yeah, did all right. Knew where I'd made mistakes. Um, knew what I had to improve on and how. Mm-hmm. Did I've never had a coach or anything like that. Um, because I just frankly I don't have time. Yeah. I don't have time. So yeah. I just get on with it on my own. I think a lot of people do, don't they? I mean, there's and there's loads of information out there and you know, when you you can speak to friends and you know, acquaintances that you've met over the years now, especially, and just suss things out yourself. You know, there's there's nothing wrong with that, is there? And if it no. works, it works, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean I- you just have to make sure you don't overload yourself with information and then put yourself into a bit of a panic thinking, oh, well, Fred's doing that in the pool and, you know, Mary's doing that while she's on her bike and, you know, Sydney's doing that while he's out running and I should be doing all those things, whereas they're following a coaching plan. Yeah. And if you're not careful, you end up going, oh, my God, I'm just, I'm, I'm not doing it right at all and then flitting from one to the other and ricocheting around the place instead of calming down and going, no. I'm going to do this and just trust yourself. And at the end and, of the day, uh, it's all about putting the work in, isn't it? It is. And I would rather, yeah, it is. And you have to, you have to put the work in on your weaknesses, not on your strengths, which is, you know, that's a mistake a lot of people make. It's yeah. much easier to work. It's much easier to go and do something you're good at than practice doing something yeah. you're bad at. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. when I entered it that it was the British champs and right. um, and it was a standard distance British champs and I, I'm not I'm not a powerful cyclist I live up we live in the Peak District I'm, I'm fine on hills but put me on a flat course and it, I'm just just not a powerful person because I'm too small and I remember coming in coming in for the last run coming in off the bike to go out on the last run and watching everybody wheeling their bikes out of transition to go home Really, yeah. <laughs> and I thought, mm, that, I, I've bitten off more than I can chew with this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'll do a sprint duathlon, and I love an off-road duathlon. Yeah. Give me an off-road duathlon any day. But I'll yeah. never do a standard distance duathlon again, ever. And I think you, that's the, the benefit, isn't it, knowing your strengths and weaknesses. I'll say this nearly every episode, and claim to those strengths and weaknesses. That's the, that's the key, isn't it? Yeah. If I if I go to Eton Dorney or Home Pier Point, Home Pier Pont, you know, flat course, disaster for me. Put me on a, a local hilly course on the bike and I, I'm away. And you know, we live here, we live in the hills, so you know, put me on a hilly run course and I'm away. Somewhere like Eton Dorney or Home Pier Pont, like I say, is just awful for me. Yeah, but it's good if you've discovered that and you know that, so you choose your races wisely. Yeah, yeah I do, I do. I'll pick the horrible qualifier. Yeah, that everybody else is shying away from. Yeah, and I'll take that one, please. So, just going back then, how did you find out about age group? Was it just turning up at Clumber Park and you realised that it was a qualifier? or That was the British champs. I don't know if it was a qualifier. And then... Um, it must have been some sprint tries because the first race I did was uh, 2007 in Hamburg. And that was actually the first year that they'd introduced a sprint, not a standard. Um, 
which I'm much better at. I'm much better, short and fast. And um, so I got on the team for that. And like I say, that was the first year they'd done a sprint. So it wasn't a massive team because not really many people knew about it. But you had to put some times in. You know, you had to be at the sharp end of a race. It wasn't just a let's get everybody on the team kind of thing. And um, went out. Uh, I stood there in the middle of Hamburg and I rang my husband up and said, what have I done? What have I done here? Surrounded by, you know, bling and kit. And he just said, you've got there because you're good enough. And then he put the phone down on me. Nothing else said. No. And, uh, and you know what? I crossed that finish line and I just thought, I've got to do this again and again and again. Yeah, you just get the bug, don't you? Oh, yeah. And when you, you, you know, you come down the blue carpet and that wall of sound and that whole community of athletes, not just from your own country, from other countries, you know, and racing against people your age and knowing you're in for a good race rather than knowing you're going to get slaughtered by a 25-year-old. Just fabulous. You know, the whole... It's one of the very few sports, as everybody knows, that you can race against people your age and have a really good battle and and meet them again at another race on another part of the world. There's no other sport. You know, there's Masters Athletics, there's Masters Swimming, there's Masters Fencing, I think, even. But uh, there's nothing that has the volume of athletes spread across the age groups that we do. Yeah. Yes, it's certainly um, unique for that. Yeah. yeah. And because because there's a multi-sport aspect to it, you know, you can go, oh, I've done that one. Let's see if I can go and try something else again at an age group level mm. and find out that maybe that's not your cup of tea or you're not particularly good at it or you don't like it. But there's, you know, so many different options. You can go that bike now, you can do the Quaflon, which is what we try and get a lot of the kids doing because it's really easy without having a bike transition and a bike to cart around the place and the cost of a bike. But to realise that there's more to triathlon than swim, bike, run. Yeah. You know, there's the whole multi-sport aspect and um, particularly something like the aqua bike for people that are getting older and they've got, you know, hips and knees have gone. Mm. Yeah. And yeah, like I, I say, getting the... Getting the kids to do a sprint duathlon, a sprint try, starting them off on an aquathlon yeah. as a lead-in. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, 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 well, it's so good, like you just mentioned there, for both. Both yeah. is the age spectrum, isn't it? The kids yeah. and, and the, the people who are getting on in life, and, but they can still still do it. You know, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's just fantastic. It really is. I tell you what is really cool as well is when you rock up to a world or a European race and there's um, a parent and child is now yeah. happening. That yeah, is yeah. so yeah. cool. Yeah. I've seen a couple. Um, we were in a beat for that, but that's the one that stands out. And there was a guy and his daughter and they were both racing. And I'll never forget, both have the names on the back of the suit. It's so, so brilliant to see. It's fantastic. Were you in Ibiza doing, uh, what, a few years ago? The back yeah, end of the season that? one? Yeah. Say again. The duathlon. I think it was 2018. Yeah, the multi-sport festival. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that. I think I've got the t-shirt on. No, I haven't. Yeah, that was one of my favourite rate, favourite events. That. Yeah, it was really, really good. Once the top beat that one. So I did. um, I did the. I did three races at that randomly, which was slightly crazy. 
So I did the um, I did I did the. Do you, do you remember they all started in the evening when it was a bit cooler and everybody was out in the pubs in the bars lining the streets? Yeah, yeah that was really cool. So um, a bunch of us decided we'd do the duathlon, mm. and uh, oh my god, that the cross duathlon. All right. Oh, that was hard. That was so hard. Um, and um, I thought I was in with a shout with that, and then I realised I was getting uh, uh, getting beaten by an Irish girl, and uh, then her chain broke. Oh. So yeah, her chain snapped. So uh, I took the win in that, and I had uh, one of the German duathletes that had raced with you in the duathlon earlier in the week hunting me down. And I was not going to let her have me. So, yeah, we, <laughs> I was not going to let her have me. Um, so that was good. And then yeah. the next, I think the next day was the Aquathlon. Do you remember we all jumped off the boat? I do remember people telling us about that, yeah. Oh, that was just hilarious. So we went out on a boat for a kilometre and they were playing lots of sea shanties and all the Irish were jigging, as you can imagine, they would be jigging. Yeah. And then we just jumped off the back and uh, ready, steady, go, swam a kilometre back into town. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was really good fun. And then it was the cross try the next day. But I just went a bit steady on the craft run because obviously I wanted to, think, to do the cross try the next day. Oh, and yeah. that was stunning, stunning course. Um, and uh, my lad was with me. One of my kids was with me. And he said, Mum, do you realise why you won? And I said, no, Alex, why did I win? He said, because everybody else looked at the course and had a heart attack and didn't do it. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> and that, again, was a really tough race. And then I took away so much learning from that, from all that whole week. Yeah, yeah it was a really good, a really good festival, really good. Um, yeah, yeah I think one of my favourite races, to be honest. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed that. So, Did you go to Pontevedra? No, didn't go to Pontevedra. No. Right. Uh, last one I did was Punta Umbria. Oh, okay. Um, and yeah, that was really enjoyed that as well. Actually, that was that was pretty cool. So um, should you be in Targamuras this weekend? Should have been. Yeah. 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 Uh, but there you go. Yeah, can't be helped. No, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so you started uh, your age group journey in 2007 in Hamburg. And so, how many times have you competed? And what's been your favourite? You know, you just said a beat about being, your, I guess, your, your favourite event. But what others have stood out for you? Uh, a lot of it, Lisbon. That was good because it was so well organised. Well, not well organised, but we had a lot of fun. I wouldn't necessarily say it was well organised, but we had a lot of fun. Um, Vancouver, we all went to Vancouver one year and all got hypothermia. That was fairly hideous. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't anticipate it being so cold. A Gold Coast, Gold Coast and Lausanne. Gold Coast was phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, that, I, mean, um, I was there as well and it was, I think... Mean, that's probably been my favourite overall. Yeah, I think that's probably my favourite race, actually. Yeah. Um, Lausanne was good fun. Mm. There's not been one I've hated and no. thought I wish I'd not been there. There's, honestly, there's not been one. Yeah. They've all been good for different reasons, either the course, the organisation, 
and it again it's like meeting those people from all around the world that you meet again and you're all in the in the starting pens and you're going oh i've not seen you since blah 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 yeah yeah it's one big uh one big family isn't it it is yes i wouldn't you know, like i say there's not one favorite but all different and i think as you get more confident you enjoy them more mm. Yeah. You're not so you're not so nervous. You're not cocky, but you are yeah, you just know what you're doing as you as you do more. Yeah. So on to the um on to the, the quick fire questions. I've already I was gonna ask you about you being coached and being in the triangle, but you've already answered those. Um <laughs> what hints and tips would you give give to anybody wanting to get into triathlon? That's the first that's part of it. And part B is people who are already in triathlon and would like to get into age group, what hints and tips would you give those? Uh, so the what was the first one? Trying to get into what triathlon to start? Give the people who want to get into triathlon or multi-sport in general, really? I would say don't be frightened of all the kit. Do not be if you've got a mountain bike or if you've got if you've got any bike at all, just go and do one. Yeah. Don't then get into transition and look at everybody's bikes that have got, you know, carbon wheels and costing thousands of pounds, and don't let it phase you. And if they're all in their tri suits with their names across the back, and you're going to put a pair of shorts on over your swimming costume for modesty. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. And the other thing is, please don't take two water bottles and six gels on a sprint. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need them. <laughs> and don't get hung up on all this getting up at four o'clock in the morning to have a bowl of porridge. <laughs> Just don't get hung up on all that. Just go and enjoy the first one, mate. Lots of mistakes. Put your socks on if you want to. Brilliant. Question B about uh, anyone wanting to get into age group. What hints and tips have you got for that? That, again, is just do it. Um, make sure you're going to be not out of your comfort zone in terms of what you're doing if you're going to a qualifier. So you know you're not going to be right at the back. You know you're going to be enjoying it and not thinking all these people are a lot quicker than me. Because there's lots of people at those qualifiers who aren't looking to qualify. They're just going to the race, and it's just the fact that it's a qualifier. You've got yourself a place on the team. It's as simple yeah. as that. Yeah. Got to be in it to win it. Exactly. You know, and if you've come fourth or fifth, don't think, well, that was I've blown it because people move age groups, people don't want to go, people change their mind, people have an injury. So you, you're still on that hit list. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Unless, of course, you're about a 45 year old man and there's probably about 100 of you trying to qualify. <laughs> and talk to people. Talk, you know, they're so friendly on the day. Everybody will be really friendly. And I think yeah. once you've done one, once you've done one qualifier, you'll realise that it's fine. It's just a race. It's just a swim, bike and a run or a run, bike and a run. You don't, you don't need to join a club. You don't need to have a coach. Don't yeah. get hung up on that either. 
Yeah, all good. All good. Um, good tips. Good tips. What's your favourite bit of kit? Oh, favourite bit of kit. Mm. I've got a race belt with a bit of string on it that somebody gave me for luck, but I don't think that counts. But I wouldn't ever race without that one. It looks old and tatty. Yeah. But it's a lucky one. Yeah. Favourite bit of kit. I actually... <laughs> Disaster. Disaster if I don't put my right shoe on first. Wow. Because <laughs> I don't That's wear funny. socks, so it's a shoe, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> so what are your short-term and long-term goals? I'd like to go to Montreal next year. And I'd like to go to Townsville next year. I'd like to go to those... Kind Have of like it uh, it's it's in that middle horrible process of because we're rolling over teams and readjusting qualification process. Um, there's lots of limbos going on there. Uh, I'd like to do you know, one day. I would like to win a world. It wouldn't be a try. It would be I would, I'm not quick enough to win a sprint try world. Mm. It would have to be something else. It's the long game, so stay in it for the long game, and uh, you know. Yeah, because there's might. no upper age limit. Absolutely not. <laughs> Got to keep going. When you watch people like Pete Norman going round, <laughs> yeah. it's just it's just unbelievable. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah, it's amazing. They're such an inspiration. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. shorter term, I'd want uh, swimming to come on quite a lot. Uh, I'd like that to maybe get a bit better. Uh, yeah. Bike handling off road, that's where I need to get a lot more skilled. Mm. Bike handling off road, uh, both the skill and the, you know, let go, shut your eyes, get on with it. Yeah, and there's always going to be a rock and it's going to be your collarbone or your wrist isn't it you know I think, was it was it Dean in, uh, Dean Hardy broke his pelvis in one race I think that was Ibiza actually might have been Pontevedra um, so I don't think you know and you look back and you think oh my god what would I do if I did that you know because it, it's not just the race it's the rest of work and home isn't it um, so when I'm coming downhill, I just would like to be, I'd like to be braver and more skillful going downhill yeah. on the bike. Yeah, well, you just work at it and it'll come, won't it? You know, the more you do, yeah. the better you come. That's it. It like is, everything. it is. And you have to scare yourself a bit every time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, good luck with them. Good luck with those goals. <laughs> they are good ones and I'm sure you will achieve them. I'll have a bash. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about after listening to the last podcast you were on um, and finding out you were chairing the World Triathlon Age Group Commission. You can uh, can you talk to us a little bit about that? Because I I didn't even know it existed, so I'm sure there's I'm not the only one. I, I'm sure you're not the only one. Uh, so World Triathlon decided a few years ago that they needed a age group voice and opinion and thought process globally so they decided to set up a commission 
a commission is chosen people rather than politically elected people, which is what a committee would be. which does make our life a lot easier, actually, because then we have people on our commission who are there for the right reasons. Uh, And we've got people from around the world deliberately spread it globally, as well as some people who sit on the World Triathlon Board or staff members so that we've got a cross section of knowledge and experience. Um, And I chair that, which is an absolute honour. Yeah. Mind-blowingly amazing honour. Uh, and we work hard to input to World Triathlon what age group athletes around the world are feeling mm. um, and feedback to World Triathlon when they're talking about changing a process, changing a rule, um, looking at where events are going to get held and how those events are going to schedule and who those events are going to get awarded to. So we don't have an override, but we have a... A voice. Yeah. And in your experience with that voice, has it, has it been listened to? Have you heard? And somebody would go, oh no, we forgot to ask the age group commission. Yeah. Uh, but that's uh, that's a lot better now. You know, that, that I think that was just a, a, a growing pain, really. Yeah. So um, some of the things we've got rolling at the moment is um, I've asked all the content. So World Triathlon, below World Triathlon, each continental, each continent has a confederation as well. So you go world, continent, like for us it's European, and then down to your national federations. So I've, I'm getting each of the continents to write an age group strategy, right. which is a big project. Yeah. But by doing, but by getting each continent to write an age group strategy, that cascades then down to your national federations um, as a step in the process. Yeah. And is that to get more countries involved? At the end of the day, it should get more countries involved because it will raise awareness and it will say to the continents, you actually have to think in your strategy that there is an age group strategy and how are you going to move, when you move your continent forwards, whether that's development level, elite level, junior level, coaches, um, education, part of that process needs to be for age group racing community. And it's little things like having, having links on World Triathlon website, which we've now got an age group, whole age group set of pages now on the World Triathlon site and then getting each of the continents to do the same thing so europe are nearly there yeah and again then then you as a as a runner as, as a, an athlete you can go on your the dream the idea would be that you go on your national federation website and you learn there but there is a link to your continental age group page and then there's a link on the continental age group page to the world page. So that, that knowledge is easily accessible. You're not having to look for it. And it's yeah. there as a prompt. And you go, oh, I didn't think of that. That looks interesting. So instead of going, I always do standard distance duathlons, all the information will be there. And the prompt and the encouragement will be there for you to go, oh, I didn't know that existed. I might have a go at that as well. Yeah, Brilliant as um, British triathlon. A lot of people don't know about age group. They just don't know it's a thing. Far front of age group, maybe give or take America and Australia and Mexico or whatever. Mexico, then, yeah. Yeah, you know, then 
how from how how do these um, other uh, even European countries athletes find out information? You know, if if yeah. sometimes our own um, age groupers in this country don't realise it's a thing, then and, and we've got all that information that is available. You just need to to be directed to it. How on earth how on earth do they cope? Well, some of that, you know, is that the clubs needs the clubs are the ones that need to be signposting people. Yeah. Because yeah. if you join a club, are you going to go and look on the British Triathlon website, or are you going to go and look on your club website? Um, I think from my own experience, we started our own club up, and I I wasn't really aware um, of the British Tri Age Group thing. I knew that we had to be affiliated to be the club we wanted to be, but that was as far as it went. Um, and I think it was only when, I think it was our oldest member of 70-something actually got into it and qualified that we all sort of like sat up and, oh, right, we realised then. Um, yeah, you know, it's a thing. That's how the process yeah. was for us. So I think the, the coaches, the, the clubs have got a major part to play there. Yeah. Um, a stall there with kit with all the kit and stuff. Yeah, you know, so that was good. However, I, that in the the um, the village, I even missed it until right at the end because it was such a small tent, if you know what I mean. And it was like, oh, how did I how did I not even see that? Um, so I guess you know they are they are starting to try and push it out. I guess. Yeah, I mean, a few years ago, we wouldn't even take a gazebo to a qualifier. And, um, yeah. you know, uh, why we weren't taking kit for people to try on and to advertise the fact. You know, but again, you know, we've put a lot of resource, a lot of time, a lot of effort into it. But, um, you know, there's not many of us running the whole... I'm a volunteer. I don't work for them. Um, and the people that do, uh, two key players in particular... Um, they all run off their feet with the amount of work they have to do. Oh, I mean, it must be absolutely... Um, just to keep the awful. age group programme going. Yeah. I mean, there must be... All the lockdown and stuff, God. You do feel for them. People engaged and positive was... Mm. Um, oh, they, they really did pull it out of the hat. Yeah. And then, you know, the other, the other guys that are just... The key players as well are the team managers. You know, and they yeah. are a phenomenal bunch of volunteers yeah. so they've yeah, you know they're just they are just a fantastic set of set of people who give up the time yeah yeah they give up a lot and they give up more time than a lot of people realize when they're having to sit there you know number crunching and arranging things and answering emails and answering facebook questions you know, there's always the inevitable Six months before a race, somebody will say, oh, shall I take a disc wheel? Will it be a wetsuit swim? Those are the classics, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. So where do you see it heading then in the future? Well, I guess what? your 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 commission, where would you like that to go? But also age group as a whole? Uh, I'd like to see younger people racing and I'd like to see... Uh, more people globally so we're not so dominant is what i desperately i did a presentation once and i said it would be fabulous if there were no brits on the podium 
It does get, especially in Europe, it does become a bit of a Brit fest. Yeah. So, so that would, if there were no Brits on the podium, that would just be amazing, frankly. It would mean there was a spread. Yeah. And that's what we all want, really. Yeah. So the big players usually are, uh, depending on where an event is, it will be us, the Mexicans, Canadians, Americans, New Zealanders, Australians. Mm. If we're in Europe, there'll be hundreds of Spaniards. Yeah. And, yeah. and whichever country it's in, there will be a lot of, a lot of home nation people. Which, is, which I find bizarre because they're obviously there and racing, but they don't travel. Uh, well, we did a bit of research and we discovered a lot of the Scandinavian kind of countries, they will, they'll do a sprint and then that's on the way to their Ironman bucket list. Right. And then that's it. Yeah. So that's a nut we need to crack. Uh, a lot of uh, France, Belgium, Germany, they've got such strong leagues, a lot of them racing there, which is why a lot of them are phenomenally fast. Mm. Um. Different countries have different qualification processes as well, which is why you can get a lot of Americans and a lot of Canadians who are kind of like in the middle ground. Yeah. Um, so we've done a lot of sharing, really, about how our qualification process works. Mm. And, you know, we've picked up ideas from others. Other people have picked up ideas from us. We've got quite a lot of resources online for national federations um, to kind of like cut and paste into their own country. Yeah. as to how to create an age group team how to support it with resource how to motivate it you know even how to enter everybody yeah. uh, you know we've, the entry process is simpler we're mm. trying to make it a, a, a much easier pathway for an mm. athlete and a much easier pathway for a federation to create an age group community yeah, yeah. well it all sounds good and it all sounds as if it's um going in the right direction. It, it, there's a lot of hoops to jump through, but it is going, yeah. Well, I look forward to seeing the subtle changes then uh, in the future and, yeah, watch this space. Yeah, well, they're on the way. I, yeah. I'd quite like a cross duathlon at the Worlds because there's a cross duathlon at the Europeans, but there isn't at the Worlds. That's a gap that needs filling. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sure they will do that eventually. I hope so. Yeah, the relays are good. Pulling yeah, the relays well, off. Thing, yeah. The, the relay's been introduced, so yeah. That's yeah. But the Bermuda will be the first stab at age group relays, so I think there'll be some... Um, there's two things really with that. Is there'll be some countries who can't go. Uh, there'll be some countries who can't afford to go because Bermuda's incredibly expensive. Okay. Um, um, because it's the first time, there's going to be some teething problems with how it runs, bound to be. But as long as everybody, you know, takes it with a pinch of salt and says, okay, yeah, brilliant, but we need to change this, that and the other, that's all part of a good process, really. You're not, we're not going to get it right first time. No. Very good. Have you got anything else that you would like to, like to add or share with people or...? No, I haven't. I've thoroughly enjoyed my chat with you. Fantastic. Me too. Uh, it's been really great. And hopefully one day we'll uh, catch up at a race. In real life. In real In life, it'll be good. Yeah. Thank you ever so much, Nick. It's been a pleasure. I've thoroughly enjoyed Take it. Care. Thank you. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. Bye. Pick your, pick your races and um, turn up and give it a go. Um, 
full of enthusiasm, fantastic lady to chat to, really enjoyed it. And uh, it was great to find out about the age group commission as well, uh, like I said before, didn't know anything about that. So thank you once again, Nikki, for coming on. Right, moving on with this episode's lifestyle hack, fresh ingredients. There's a couple of powders in there, which you'll hear in a minute. Um, and it sets me up for the day. And I'm trying to perfect my recipe, and um, I think it was a bit heavy on the spirulina at the time. So since then, she's not uh, she's not had a taste. But So anyway, basically mine's based on green tea, because green tea in itself is full of antioxidants and inflammatories and I usually squeeze some lemon juice in because it's stated that the lemon juice um, emphasizes those antioxidants and inflammatories in the green tea so that's my basis um, and into that I put turmeric which has the spice curcumin in it and also some ginger and some black pepper now the curcumin which comes from turmeric is a really potent anti-inflammatory and antioxidant however it doesn't get absorbed by the gut naturally uh, and that's where the black pepper comes in so we put a bit of black pepper in there and also the other thing that helps break it down is fats because it's quite soluble in fat so what I use are avocados which is a saturated fat which I suppose is not supposed to be too good for you but um, you need a certain amount of fat in your diet so I use avocados for that purpose and then I, to sweeten it naturally I usually put um, a couple of kiwi fruit in there which are also full of fibre and um, full of vitamin C and vitamin K um, I said about the ginger and the last two ingredients that I put in there are chlorella and spirulina and it's said to be the most nutritional um, food on the planet um, if you believe the research um, but it's great for again anti-inflammatory and antioxidant properties that gives us our fiber and all the other benefits of uh, green leafy veg so see what you think give it a go if you want you can also add various different bit different ingredients different fruit the ingredient list is actually endless um, but I think uh, to give you a boost in the morning and get your get your body feeling right it's uh, certainly helps me anyway I've find a, a massive difference when I've when I've drank a drunk a nice glass of that so give it a go and see what you think and that's it for this episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed Nikki's um, journey. Podcast.buzzsprout.com We're on Twitter at Age Group Multisport Podcast and we have our own YouTube channel at AmpGB. Thank you once again for listening and remember, stay safe, keep training and love the process. <laughs>